apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Giants with pressure. Smith steps away from the first, but he cannot get away from Micah McFadden. First down from the two. Smith quick toss to Lockett, and Lockett tossed down. Oh, Byron Jackson, and the ball is out. And Giants football. Two extra linemen in for the Giants. The give is to Barkley, and he's into the end zone for a New York touchdown. Pressure coming, and a blast from Xavier McKinney. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. Unfortunately, we we only got another uh, duo show today. Uh, unfortunately, Zay has to go work at the next game, and uh, Sean got called in to to work late. But uh, I'm Big Jace, joined by Joe Aguirre, and I, I knew uh, just the the cynical Giants fan in me. I knew there was something coming like this. Like we were talking a couple weeks ago, this Giants team could easily go go 13 games, but you can't. It, it isn't easy in the NFL. A tough loss. I mean, it was close through, really like two and a half quarters, uh, and then the Seahawks just pulled away uh, at the end. Geno Smith. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, crazy how great he's playing. Uh, I, the, there was a lot of issues. I mean, obviously Richie James, the two fumbles that was ginormous that, that was terrible. Um, and I mean that, that sucked as well. I, I, I know that there was a really, really bad play. Uh, it, it was like a sweep, but Saquon Barkley just didn't move at all from the backfield. There were, there were obviously some errors, but I think the biggest thing here is, what I I've been critical on Daniel Jones. I think he looked okay at times. Obviously, bad at others. But the thing was, this defense it was breaking. Like uh, in the first, like I said, two and a half quarters, when the defense was on the field, yeah, the Seahawks were moving the ball a little. But there would be a big bat down. 
There would be a sack. Like there, there were a couple sacks in the first quarter. There'd be something to just change the momentum. And then eventually, slowly, that dwindled from the defense. And, I mean, granted, same uh, Seattle's defense was good, and they had the same deal. Whenever the Giants were starting to – towards the end, whenever the Giants started to put a little, like, couple plays together, there'd be that one, one big play, one big bat down, one big broken up play, a sack to just stop the momentum. And it's crazy – the Seahawks looking as good as they are after everyone thought they'd be terrible, especially after trading away Russell Wilson. But, uh, Joe, uh, h- how do you feel uh, uh, coming out of this? And after this loss, or just ha- after this loss, how how does you, how has this loss affected your confidence with the Giants? Well, look, number one, you're not going to win in the NFL with 13 points. Nope. So start there. Okay, five of the first six drives ended in punts. They got to do better than that. You got to be able to move the football. You got to stay with the run. You know, again, Saquon's going to – if Saquon can't get it going, I mean, 20 carries, you got to give this guy 25, 28 carries, and you got to hope one of those extra five or six, he breaks one. Because, again, you need to get the ball in the end zone. Having Daniel Jones drop back because you're playing from behind, not not ideal conditions. This was their worst performance outside of Dallas. You could see it. You could tell. I mean, this this team going into the half looked like a team that wasn't going to be able to get it figured out. I thought it was interesting that that uh, again, a lot of a lot of swings and in, in, to Saquon like stupid plays like that. I, I don't. Like what? How are you maximizing Daniel Jones on plays like that? It, it just the the defense did as well as it could. I mean, it, you know, again, when when they're on the field, they only gave up two hundred seventy seven yards. It's not like they got steamrolled or anything. But the offense can't produce. The defense has to keep. I mean, and, and that's what this was. And and if the offense isn't going to carry their weight, then they're going to lose a lot more than they're going to win. So 13 points doesn't get it done in today's NFL at all. Yeah. But I I will say uh, the one thing I I think Seattle did very, very well was neutralizing Daniel Jones. Not a lot of ability. There were a couple times when plays broke down and you saw Daniel Jones. He saw a lane and he started to go for the – go for the run, but there was always a safety, a linebacker, someone to meet him at the line of scrimmage. And I – I don't know if that's necessarily the formula to beating the Giants, but I, I think that's what really halted this uh, offense. But uh, Joe, I, I've been a, I've been a cynic, like like I mentioned earlier, I've been cynic, I've been very, I've been a cynic about the Giants. Is this going to be the start of the the downward spiral? Because th- this is, you mentioned the Dallas game. I think this game looked worse than the Dallas game. Uh, yeah, but you know what, Chase? Like I said, look, you're you're gonna have letdown performances. Everybody's having them, especially this season. You you just the thing is, do you bounce back? The Giants' other issue is, look, you know, somebody like Richie James is being relied on a lot, a lot. Like this is not ideal, and so you know, I I, I still think the Giants ought to take a crack at OBJ. I don't I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't care what he's like in the locker room. I know that that's a guy who can catch the football, 
And it's somebody Daniel Jones won't have any trouble adjusting to. But this this crew receivers is awful. They don't get open. They don't come back on balls. They're they're just not very good. Getting rid of Kadarius Tony is that's I don't know. I mean, like this guy's just about to get healthy, and so you're going to reward him by sending him to the Super Bowl with K. I, I don't. I just. I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. Also, uh, Kenny Galladay is a loser. Yes, but, like, I, he should. He should just retire from the NFL. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, another thing I want to mention about this game: the no Bellinger. I think is big. Uh, I, I think that with Daniel Jones, he always has that one guy that is is safety blanket. Uh, I mean, it, it was Slayton early in his career. Then once Slayton got hurt, it transformed into Sterling Shepard. Then Sterling Shepard got hurt. The end Everybody of last year, hurt. there's no That's the other problem. Yeah. Everybody on this freaking team, as soon as he starts relying on you, you get hurt. Yeah. Or if but, you're uh, Kenny Galladay, you just stay out of it completely and you just get hurt. Yeah, well, I mean, that, I don't even like. Here's the funny thing: Kenny Galladay's playing like eight snaps a game. How? Where did he get hurt? How did that even happen? Banged his no. knee on something. Like, what, dude? Yeah, terrible. Well, I, I think. Uh, I I hope as far as Kenny Galladay goes, I hope he was just get, going for a trade, wanted to get traded, and that's why I sat out. Hopefully he can just be like, screw it, I'm here anyway, come out and actually play. That That's what I'm hoping for. It's probably not going to happen. But uh, you mentioned the Kadarius-Tony trade. That happened after the show last week. So we should kind of touch on that a little bit. Uh, sh- I mean, uh, my- Joe, I know how much you love Mark Zuckerberg, right? Uh, <laughs> in our little CMG podcast group, uh, I got a messaging timeout from the Zuck because of what I said about Kadarius Tony. I, I didn't realize Zuck was listening, digging that oh, deep. Oh yeah, but I they're don't in know. your private messages now. So. <laughs> I guess so. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, and the writing's been on the walk. I, I mean, Kadarius Tony. Granted, he got that big back tattoo of New York. He, he never wanted to be here. He didn't say he he missed OTAs his rookie year because he didn't sign his contract. Uh, then it there were issues about him not playing, not getting vaccinated early on in the training camp last season. Then uh, obviously all the stuff that's built up this season, him just not playing, him basically being a healthy scratch all the time. Like the writings on the wall. I'm glad they did this. Uh, you probably uh, granted. I don't think they got enough for him. Uh, but it's better than getting it's I it's better than nothing, I guess. I mean I, I I don't know it you have to be a special kind of loser when your team is thin at your position and you're a first round pick and they would trade you with a three and a six. That's what you're thought of in this league. Like that's your worth. Nothing. Yeah. And I, I mean, where is the the, the to me, that just shows like no drive. He doesn't necessarily want to compete. He, even if you want to go out, even if you want to get traded, you you still got to go out there and show teams that you're worth trading for. I I, I like. I guess not. 
I no, guess listen, it, it costs KC not a ton. All he's got to go out there and, and, and catch balls from the best guy in the league throwing them. And yeah. not get hurt, not trip over his shoelaces and get hurt like he's been doing. So it'll work out like it did for DeAndre Baker, like it did for all the other problem children that we sent away that ended up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Eli Apple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh cut, cut those guys so they can go sign with a with a contender. I I don't understand it. I really don't. Yeah. But I, I will say I think Kadarius Tony might be different than those guys. You you because you've seen granted there there were a lot of other issues, especially with coaching, but we've seen this year the, the yeah. culture change with Dable. So if you can't buy into that, there's something more wrong with you than just like just being a diva. There, there's something worse there. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Or maybe he's used to, I, maybe he's used to dysfunction. He did play for Dan Mullen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> when, when, when you come from a program run by a scumbag, I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, right. the worst Dan Mullins <laughs> is the worst. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, they shouldn't allow so that guy there. around people under 25. <laughs> Period. He's just not not a leader of young people. Mm, no, nope. but uh, all right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say, but he's a terrible person. So yeah. what, are we, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I I do like this body's at what uh, during the halftime show. Barely even seeing that much of him. Just seeing highlights and giving a little bit of coaching expertise. But uh. I I I let's move on a little bit. Bye week coming up, Joe. How with the bye week? How does the Giants bounce back? What do they need to do? Um, because oh, they got to get healthy. Yeah, it's got to get some people healthy. You got a couple weeks here. That's 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 good. That's what they this this came at the right time. This performance is a team that was, look, I mean, let's face it, kind of playing above their heads a little bit. Uh, Seattle's a tough place to play. Plain yep. and simple. I know the Seahawks aren't a good team. And I, Geno Smith aside and walk, whatever, who cares? Um, you know, they certainly do have, between uh, Tyler Lockett and, and DK Metcalf, I mean, they got some good good players on that football team. But that's a hard place to play. Because they pipe in noise artificially, <laughs> <laughs> which is just it defies the whole spirit of the game because nobody should be that passionate about a team led by Geno Smith, right? Like they, the fans weren't really that loud. That was piped in and fake. And it does, it does set a major disadvantage, especially again, you're looking at the Giants, so lines all banged up. Yeah, I, I Zay just said it a healthy, a healthy team, uh, the Giants pull that out. So you got a couple weeks, you get healthy, you get strong, you get your wits about you. I think these guys will bounce back. Who's up next? Texans? Yeah. Right? Texans and the Lions back to back. If the listen, if here's you're you're gonna know everything you need to know about the Giants in the next two games. If the Giants find themselves at six and four after those two games, well, let's pack it up. Let's hope they don't win another game, and let's hope that Daniel Jones didn't win too many games. <laughs> uh, to really ruin our draft position because if he can't win these games and keep this team in the playoffs, then I hate to say it. And and I know with, without the talent around him, um, it, it puts him in a tough spot. 
but it's a business. Yeah. And you gotta you look you almost gotta be kind of a superhero here. Look, if if Saquon Barkley can't drive the offense on any given Sunday, he's gotta be able to step up. He also needs receivers that can catch a football and that can run the proper routes and are on the same page as him. And that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. Well, I going back to my little point I made earlier, the one thing that makes me even right now with the Giants being as good as they are the one thing that makes me want to move on from Daniel Jones is like I was saying earlier that whole safety blanket thing you can't have one wide receiver that's you got to be able to distribute the ball and I mean he does do a good time a good job at that at times but when he's successful it's that one guy it's that one guy he you could say the he same thing about Joe time. Burrow. You could say the same thing about Tua. You could say the same thing about Justin Herbert. They've got that one guy they can go to, uh, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. You 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 need a Sterling Shepard. I need a guy I can throw a ball to and know I can complete it on any given down. And then I again I have the other guys that I'm, I'm my other options I'm looking at. He doesn't have anybody he can rely on who can stay healthy for long enough. And he does. Everybody needs to do whenever they talk about other quarterbacks in the NFL, right? What what is what is the excuse they make for the guys in the that they pretend are in the top ten? Now they're age and they we don't need more talent around them, right? Well, yeah. you know, we, got, well, we wanted to make excuses for for Mahomes. Go, well, how will they be like without Tariq Hill? Well, he'll figure it out. He's doing fine. Tariq Hill has made Tua look like Pat Mahomes left-handed. Yeah, I mean, my God, Joe Burrow sucked until uh, until Chase showed up. I'm sorry to say that I wasn't high on him as rookie year. Uh, They brought Jamar Chase in a guy who he's known for a long time. And look how that worked out. The Dolphins getting uh, Jalen Waddle, a guy who Tua was very comfortable with from college. What does the Giants do? Ricky James. Marcus William, who who are these people? These were guys who were like on the Buffalo Bills practice squad yeah. last year. We, I mean, they're but, they, they're trying, but again, it's like, dude, he's he is not even dealing with professional football players. This is like a like a New Jersey tryout. You know okay. what I'm saying? It's like a like, hey, anybody know how to catch? Anybody play any wide receiver in their life? And you're under 28. You want to come play for the Giants? That's kind of where they're at right now. Yeah, but the back to my safety blanket thing. Why? And all those other guys you mentioned. So say Jalen Waddle sits out a week, or whatever. Tua, it isn't like Tua when he comes. Joe back, Burrow without Jamar throwing. Chase this week got blown out. Okay, but yeah, but when Jamar Chase Jamar Chase has been injured before, but when he comes back, it's the same old thing. When Daniel Jones, when these injured guys come back, it it it's off. He, well, he goes back? on and tries Sterling to Sterling Shepard's not back. No, but He's like all the back. like all the guys I mentioned though, Slayton, whatever happened to that, and now he's Slayton, starting to come back. Slayton and then, sucks. I don't know what happened to this guy. Maybe the the contract got guaranteed or whatever. He used to be so good. And now he's very unreliable. He doesn't get separation. He doesn't really have speed. 
He had an opportunity to catch a ball down the field. He never makes the tough catch. So he's the opposite of what a security blanket is. He's an Evan Engram type where when you really you really need him, you can bank on him with the with the jelly fingers. Yeah. But I uh, I I don't know. I there's got to be I don't know. Again, I, you're I feel- talking about Bellinger, dude, like he's uh like he's Kittle. I mean, give me a break. You're talking about a rookie, a guy who's yeah. been there what six games? Again, he's been by he, far the, the best the, pass catcher. He has been, but again, consistently, consistently, they have not put consistent talent on the field around Daniel Jones. They just haven't. You need chemistry with receivers, and he doesn't get it. They're always banged up. They're always injured. So it's not like they're practicing together. It, it I mean. I think Daniel Jones is doing the best he can with the garbage around him. The right side of the offensive line this week was terrible. And neither of those guys probably should be in the NFL for being honest. Yeah. And they I, find themselves in that position far too often, dude, where again, by the end of the game, you look, you look at the, at the giants 11 on offense and you're like, this is like a community college. Bad. Yeah, they, they were definitely missing Evan Neal, but uh, I but the thing with Daniel Jones does he necessarily make people around him better? I I don't think so. Yes, he makes garbage better garbage. I wonder if he had elite level wide receivers, what he could do. Because look, here's my other thing, Jace. This guy throws one of the better deep balls in the NFL. Period. They. Yeah. Don't throw the ball down the field enough. They generally can't get the run established in the first half, so that completely takes away uh, the idea of throwing the ball down the football field. And so you get your first six drives, five punts, and a touchdown. Not good. Again, I think if he had talent around him, if he had people he could throw to and rely on, I think things would be drastically different. Yeah, I... I, I don't Again, know. Dude, not for nothing, but but Tua Tagovailoa's emergence has coincided with Waddle and now Tariq Hill. Before that, when he was throwing a Dante Parker and people like that, he looked kind of mediocre. Yeah, Miami fans were starting to throw him under the bus. And I said, now so. everybody loves Tua. Now we want to protect and coddle Tua. He shouldn't have been in that game. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a good point. But uh, I I feel like that's also very, I've very noticed. True, by but... the way, just because I like to give myself kudos here, uh, I already hear people are starting to question Justin Herbert, and I'm hearing the what I've been saying for a year now. Got to start winning some games. Yeah, goddamn right you do. If you're gonna if you're gonna criticize Daniel Jones because he hasn't won enough games, but you're like, oh, Justin Herbert just needs more talent around him. So does Daniel Jones. Everybody needs talent around them. You know who's proving that point? Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. When you don't put top talent around even the best of the best, not going to go great. Yeah. I really hope the biggest takeaway from this whole NFL season is to stop judging teams on their quarterback. I mean, look at the Seahawks. 
They're doing great. They're at the top of the, that division right now. Well, also stop judging this season based on last season. Everybody does that, right? It's like, oh, the Giants have sucked the last day. They, it's like, well, maybe they, maybe they're getting better. No, no, can't be, can't be that. Like, oh, okay. I've, t- I've literally talked to a buddy of mine who's a Dallas Cowboy fan, who I'm sure he lied or he's just an idiot, but he said. I've seen every Giants game this year. They're terrible. I said, if you don't see the difference between the Giants of this year and the Giants of last year, honestly, you're either being biased because you're an idiot Cowboys fan or you don't know football at all, which would explain why you're a Cowboys fan. (laughs) Well, I will say, like I mentioned this early on in the season, like even those, the Panthers, all these teams that are struggling, keeping them close is... Not good because eventually you're going to have something like this where, yeah, I'm not ready to be done. Hector made like 10 comments, and this is the only one I liked. Uh, (laughs) He says, I'm not ready to be done with Jones. If he had the weapons and not delivering, then it's a different situation. Yes. Dude, even if Sterling Shepard was healthy and there and he wasn't getting it done, I'd be like, well, you know, Slayton's like a deep guy. Wayne Dale Robin, like. You know, again, the week in and week out, it's a different cast of guys who barely deserve to be in the NFL. XFL guys. Got an XFL wide receiver core. But, uh, yeah. Uh, All right. That's a lot about the Giants. Let's – don't worry. Real quick, not for nothing, but Kirk Cousins, dude, right? Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson. He's got Adam Thielen, uh, Irv Smith. Who they just didn't they just get so many names? Yeah, I mean, give me a break, dude. How many? How many more people do you need to put around Kirk Cousins and watch him drop goose eggs in in the late in the season before you're like, oh, that guy's terrible? I would take Daniel Jones right now over Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. That dude has had all sorts of talent and a good defense around him yeah. for years, and he's produced nothing. That's a bad quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, but numbers-wise, just wins-wise, he sucks. But, I mean, what are we doing? Good. Yeah. All right. But, uh, oh, Okay. Let's take a break from the Giants. Obviously, bye week coming up. Don't got a game to preview. But with the bye week, every year we do it. It's the bye week awards. I opened it up. I made a whole Google form. I opened it up to the public, uh, which probably wasn't a good idea because we did get some weird answers, but those are negated. (laughs) Someone put Saquon Jones. Couldn't decide between either one, so just put them together. Saquon Jones. That's a half vote for each guy. That's how I would run that. <laughs> uh, Yeah. But uh, all right. Uh, And then I also got a Nick Saban for coach of the year. Like, yeah. <laughs> Some stuff's crazy. But uh, all right. Let's take a break. Hear a word from one of our sponsors. And then we'll be back with the bye week 
awards. So don't go anywhere. My name is Roseanne BC and I'm a certified health coach uh, with the company called Optavia. I'm a coach because I love helping people transform their health and their lives. There's a couple different plans. Um, it's safe for a lot of different people and a lot of different ages um, and places in their lives. I have so many clients that have had such great success and there's a portion of the program that is you get your health coach, you get the products, but you also get a community of people who are there. So we do Zooms every Monday night um, nationwide and if people want to get more involved with other people on the same journey as them, then they can join in and have that kind of support. The website you can reach me at is sacredrosehealthandwellness.com and um, you can email me from there or you can book um, a virtual coaching session there where we can get your health assessment started and get you moving in the right direction. All right, let's dive into it. Starting off with Coach of the Year, um, I, I mean, it's pretty simple. We've been talking about it. We talked about the culture change that he's brought. We aren't done talking about the Giants, even when we're going into the bye week awards. Coach of the Year, Brian Dable. Uh, Joe, is this who you voted for? That is my man. That's who I voted for. I think most people would agree with that. He's getting the most out of Daniel Jones. He's getting the most out of Saquon Barkley and his whole entire offense. Again, a mishmash of community college level talent. The defense is playing inspired. He lets Wink Martindale do his thing. He puts trust in this football team, and it's the reason why they're six and two. Yeah. And I mean, total culture change. I mean, you saw what this team was that Joe Judge had last year and how it struggled. This is a completely new, I mean, not even that much of a new team. Not that many new guys, but he's able to get the best of them. And like I talked about with Kadarius Tony, like these guys, like most teams would just force them to play. Did they be out there and not really want to be there? But yeah, if you're not bought in, you're not going to play. And I think that's big, uh, especially for the the diva wide receiver that in today's day and age, like Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony. So, Especially the fact that he's a first-time head coach. I mean, he's taken to that like a yeah. fish to water, obviously. So, well, I mean, granted, I mean, this dude's been around the league so long and witnessed. I mean, not even just the league; been around college. He's witnessed winning at every level and every type of game, and he's seen the game uh, adapt and evolve. And that's something the Giants were missing especially offensively was adapting and evolving last year. And that's what he's brought. Like uh, I, I, I hear a lot of people talking about how the giants use wildcat um, and wildcat hasn't been that successful in forever that they're not using it like just for fun, just for like a trick play. They're using it because they need to, they need to find ways to get Saquon the ball. They need to find ways to just get the defense off guard and, yeah, and he's he's doing a great job at it. Joe, uh, any honorable mentions you have for, for this one? Well, Pete Carroll, for yeah. what he's got going on there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm I'm super impressed there. And uh, Nick Sirianni, uh, what he's done with the Eagles so far, you got to give them kudos again. Rolling the dice with Jalen Hurts has turned out to be a pretty good move. Yeah, uh, Nick Sirianni, I think, is uh, – 
it, it, it pains me to say that, but I honestly think he he's probably if the Giants weren't as bad as they were last year, uh, I think Nick Sirianni would be running away with Coach of the Year right now. But because uh, I mean they're the best team in football right now, uh, especially this being his second year is pretty pretty outstanding. Um, so yeah, and also uh. Some guy that's always mentioned, he has yet to win it, but Sean McDermott. I mean, just take care of business with the Bills. The Bills are the same Bills, so it's kind of boring, but not, I wouldn't call it boring, I guess. But yeah. it'll and, depend on, on what they finish, what their record finishes as. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Andy Reid's also a name uh, who got some votes. And like I mentioned oh. before, you don't think so? Hmm. No. That's that. Listen, that's like that's just not a tough job to have. Well, I mean, after losing your best wide, after trading away your best wide receiver for them to be, yeah, their offense hasn't looked that great at times. So, yeah, that was stupid. And yeah, listen, they're still at the top. They're still. I famously like to tell the story of uh, our sports talk with R and J, Risser. And uh, uh, Justin D'Onofrio, the the day that Mahomes signed that massive contract, these two guys went on for like 19 minutes talking about how much he deserved that contract, put him in Canton, he's the best. And it aggravated me that they, for not one second, and I've talked to them about this, but they never weighed the idea of it's a lot of money. Are we going to be able to re-sign everybody? And like two years later, dude, Tariq Hill's out the door. And it's like, oh, do what Tom Brady did. Take reasonable money so you can have a good team around you. Tom Brady didn't become Tom Brady because nobody recognized the great talent coming out of Michigan. Yeah, He had good people around him, and they knew how to win football games. Yeah. He started developing again, Randy Moss. Talk about one of the top three guys in history. Give me a break. Wes Welker is the greatest slot receiver of all time. Had some phenomenal seasons. Again, it's like, dude, he relied on top talent. That's how he got to be Tom Brady. If he was surrounded by trash, like they have on offense now, he wouldn't be doing well. And yeah. again, the the Kansas City Chiefs of this year are worse than last year's team, are worse than the team before that, and are worse than than the than the championship team. They're not they're a worse football team than they were three years ago. They're still very good, don't get me wrong. But their heyday of being a like a super dominant football team, I think that window closed. As long as they got Mahomes, they're going to be fine. But I think the the again the you know look how it went with Buffalo. I think Buffalo's sort of taken the the threshold there. Yeah, well, I mean the whole AFC. There's it's very very hard because I mean. I, I, I don't know if I'd ne- necessarily throw them at, out of there. I think, well, well when you talk about the contract, they did what they had to do, and everyone talks about it. You have to win with your quarterback on his rookie deal, and they were able to do that, and that's what got him paid. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think down if they can. I, I think towards the end of the year, that was a big emphasis with the bye week awards. Till now, this season, not predicting what's going to end up at the end of the season. So I, I do think towards the end of the season, Andy Reid, if the Chiefs can continue to do what they're doing, really, I, I think they can end up there. But uh, I, I I get what you're saying. But, I mean, Brian Dable, coach of the year thus far. Uh, let's move on. Next one, we got the coach. Let's talk about the rookie. Rookie of the year. Staying in New York, but on the other in the green, Ahmad Sauce Gardner for the New York Football Jets. Joe, who'd you have? Did you have he Sauce? Wasn't, no, you know what? It's funny. He wasn't my selection earlier today, but just before we went live, I honestly got thought to myself, you know who I've been in that? Because I've watched a couple of Jets games now. He's good. He's yeah. a real instinctual player, man. Uh, yeah, I, I actually really like the pick. Of Sauce Gardner, I I think my selection was Chris Olave from the Saints, and only because he's yeah he's on a couple of my fantasy teams, and uh, he he just he strikes me as someone who's producing. But uh, Sauce Gardner is a shutdown cornerback and is going to be a superstar in the NFL. I I think he's uh, already kind of earning his his kudos at this point. So yeah, this guy's great. Yeah, uh, I remember. Last year on uh, all four downs, I put Sauce Gardner in my Heisman rankings and got clowned a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, no, that with... makes sense then. It, it didn't. Clowned. Yeah. No, because he was so good because no one threw no. him. The, no one would throw him the football. No one. I understand what you're football. saying, but just no. But uh, no, he he's a beast. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, Chris Olave was the the. It was between Olave and uh and Gardner for me. Uh, I mean, also if Brees Hall didn't get injured, I think he's another guy that could have made a statement here. The the Jets gotta have another bright future. But uh, I, I the other people receiving votes, uh, Kenny Pickett, um, definitely. Probably a Steelers fan voted for that. Uh, Sounds Dam- like it. Yeah, Damian Pierce, which I think is a good one. Uh, he's Ooh. really been the the Houston. The Texans have they've sucked. They but they have been better than a lot of people thought, and it's really just because of that run game from him. I mean, granted they're one of five, but uh, he, the run game has been carrying them. And then uh, someone also put Bailey Zappi, obviously a Pats fan, but uh, I mean he has looked good. You know, I'll say this. Listen, Travis Etienne is not technically a rookie, technically, but in any other sport, when you don't play your rookie season, you're a rookie yeah. the next year. Uh, and I think uh, it, he should at least, uh, it should be duly noted that he uh, is is having an outstanding year in his first go-round in the NFL. He's really been um, phenomenal. Did he start in a... He's putting up some big time numbers, man. Like like some some Travis uh not Travis Henry, Derek Henry numbers. Uh see I'm old. But yeah, he's starting to be like that kind of stud. So Yeah. And uh I mean obviously the Jags believe in him after trading away James Robinson. He's yeah, gutsy, gutsy move, man. It's all about depth in the NFL. So interesting move. 
For uh, who's the backup now? Jamal Hasty, <laughs> a guy who hasn't been able to crack like uh, you know he's been on a lot of rosters as like the third string guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they do got a bright. I, I do think Jacksonville's got a little bit of a bright future though. I mean, Trevor I Long. keep hearing that, and then I keep watching them lose <laughs> in a week out. So it makes they, me again. I'm thinking back to a few weeks ago. Um, Again, some clown on ESPN, and that's they're known for their clown takes, said that the Jaguars had a more talented team than the Giants. And it's like, oh, tell me more about it when the Giants beat the Jaguars and the Giants uh, are are six and two and they're two and six. Tell me how talented that team is, you morons. Yeah, I and they did also just trade for Calvin Ridley. So they're really banking on next year, I guess. Uh <laughs> But uh, all right, Sauce Gardner, Rookie of the Year. I, I think that's one that'll probably stay for the rest of the year because he's a beast. Uh, let's stick with the defensive side of the ball. Sauce did actually receive a couple votes for this Defensive Player of the Year, but uh, the though the one, the big one, I think the right answer. I had him. Hey, sucks to say, Mika Parsons. Uh, really like with TJ Watt injured, Miles Garrett isn't really Miles Garrett anymore. I mean, Nick Bosa hasn't been Nick Bosa since that Super Bowl run. Mika Parsons is the the only real like game wrecker, uh, in the league right now. Yeah, that is a hundred percent true. He's been, uh, extremely dominant. He, like you said, dude, he's a game changer. Eight sacks on the season, eight uh, tackles for loss. I mean, this guy uh, knocks down passes, a uh, couple of forced fumbles. He scored a touchdown this season. He's a monster. Uh, and 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 it, I still regret the Giants not not getting there because this guy's he's got character issues. But you know, the Cowboys they love those. Garbage guys, you know, yeah. they like a good convict. Anybody uh, accused of uh, he did some weird stuff to his his locker mates in college, yeah. and the Giants were afraid of that guy. Uh, but they should have thought back to LT. You know, you don't have to be in your right mind to play good football. No, nope. uh, yeah, I remember <laughs> heard a story about LT. He wrecked his uh like Ferrari on the way to the game. And he's like, screw it, and then just hitchhiked and got a ride. Just left his car there <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the road. But uh, yeah, uh, it, 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 it's obvious. I mean, he's he's a beast. One uh, name that I saw on the also received votes that not a lot of people are talking about, but is doing well. Pat Sertan, the second uh, Denver. That defense is really good. Uh, you just got to whack a do at quarterback. That and that's their real issue. Um, but yeah, Pat Sertan's been doing good. Um, I hate being in the Northeast because a lot of Matthew Judons, I don't think he really deserves that, but we got Pats fans watching, so yeah. What are you gonna do? (laughs) What are you gonna do? Yeah, but uh, it it sucks to say, yeah, Mika Parsons, but uh, I, I do hope by the end of the year, 
Sauce Gardner gets the same love Mika Parsons did. Like the the talk of defensive player of the year. Not necessarily yeah. gonna win it, but I just want to hear the rumbles because because he's good enough to deserve it. All right. Let's talk about the second most prized award on our bi week awards. The MVP. And we'll get to the prize one. Don't worry. But uh this one, another easy one. Uh, really, this was the most unanimous of them all. Uh, MVP. Uh, and I, I did also preface this. I did put a note in this. Does not have to be the best QB. Whoever, whoever you want. Uh, a lot of QBs. I did get an AJ Brown submission, a Saquon submission. I love that. I love to see that. But uh, it is pretty simple. MVP. Josh Allen. Joe's this good. Is, so yeah. Yeah, that's the guy I picked. I mean, he's, you know, truly turned himself into one, one of the best quarterbacks in football. Hard to believe this guy couldn't get a scholarship uh, to college initially. Uh and and Wyoming took a flyer and he's just progressively worked himself into one of the best quarterbacks in the on the planet and that is saying this is not an easy sport to 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 be great at and to have taken the path he's taken to get there is an incredible testament to the guy's work ethic and his determination and will uh, and again he's having a phenomenal season and all the expectations have been super high in buffalo and he has delivered yeah and i the biggest thing uh, i think with his success and just the bills as a whole their ability to build their team towards him like when they had like before him they had Tyrod Taylor Kelvin Benjamin was their big guy like he was a big guy he was a possession guy not necessarily a deep threat but now you bring in Josh Allen this guy who can huck the ball down the field and then you bring in guys like uh Gabriel Davis obviously Stefan Diggs guys that aren't those big like red zone threats but are the deep threats the guys who can go get break uh get through their defender, create some space, and be able to catch those balls way down the field. Uh, and th- th- that's something big not a lot of people talk about. They- they'd love to praise Josh Allen, Josh Allen. But just the team, I- you got to give a shout-out to the Bills. This team is perfect. This offense, besides their lack of running game, is perfectly uh, – the- well, their pass game is perfectly – fitted for Josh Allen to succeed. Uh, and th- that's why he has. Uh, and I-, I love, speaking of run game, him running and just running over people, I love to see that, especially from a quarterback. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, and once a year, it's there's always a hurdle, which is always great. But uh, uh, other people receiving votes. Uh, we got to mention Jalen Hurts. Pat, Pat Mahomes, were you going to say something, Joe? Nick Chubb. Leading the league and rushing 10 touchdowns already. He's having a phenomenal season, and uh, people are always talking about Kareem Hunt for some reason, which I don't I don't understand. I mean, unless you're talking about a guy who kicks women, uh, I don't think there's any reason to bring that name up. Yeah, uh, and, and also, I mean, you look at what uh, the Browns are doing. Like, there's a lot of times they're throwing the football when they should be. Like, I think Nick Chubb should – have a lot more stats and be doing a lot well. They should be winning with Nick Chubb. Like they're they're not trying to win around Nick Chubb. Uh, there's times where they aren't 
riding him as much as they should. So I, I think, yeah, if they did like just feed him like w- Jacoby Brissett isn't making plays like just right. feed him. Have this be you're the Titans. Derrick Henry, uh, Nick Chubb's Derrick Henry. Just hand the ball off to him. Have him win your football games till Deshaun Watson gets unsuspended. So th- th- that's another good name. And I like I said, I hate being in in. Connecticut, someone put Tom Brady. Uh, that's not, no, no, but yeah, yeah. All right, now the most prestigious award in all of football Giant of the Year. Before I even reveal who it is, Joe, I want to know who did you vote for? I, I picked Daniel Jones. You picked Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones has won a lot of football games this year. Daniel Jones has led this team. And I know, I look, Saquon's having a great year, but there's been some big moments in some games where Saquon has not been on the field. And Daniel Jones has stepped it up. And for that reason, he is the giant of the year. All right. I will say this was by far the closest. Uh, Daniel Jones was on there. Obviously, he was. It was, a, it was a close battle between Saquon and Daniel Jones. Uh, I do want to mention uh, one person did put Brian Dable. Um, yeah. I mean, we gave it to Joe Judge uh, two years ago, right? Well, we shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. We should have uh, learned our lesson on, on that on that day. Uh, yeah. uh, by the way, uh, uh, what's his face? Moreau. Fabian Moreau. Should get an honorable mention here, dude, because this poor man, every time that guy comes into the game, they start going right at him. And all that dude's been doing is making plays. I got I gotta give him credit for oh, you know, a weakened secondary, man. That guy's been he's been pretty great for the Giants this year. Yeah. And Adoree Jackson's playing a lot better, too, should be noted. Yeah, that strip sack last week, but uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him too. Yeah. But let's get serious. Who is the giant of the year? Uh, two other people receiving votes. Uh, Julian Love. Speaking of the oh, secondary, did Zay vote? No, that actually wasn't Zay. It was uh one of my buddies. He's like, go through, and I I think you'll know which one's mine because no one else is gonna know who this was. I'm like, damn. All right, Julian Luff. All right, cool. And me, I mean, he, he, you, you know it's me. So I, I, I went with the old lineman. I went Andrew Thomas. He's having a great, great year. Very underrated because he's an old lineman. But uh, he's been playing great on the weak side. You talk yeah. about all the pressures coming from the right. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You know what? You got to keep the blind side, and he's the man. So he's definitely getting the job done. He's phenomenal, dude. When him and Evan Neal, uh, you know, are are healthy and 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 together, it this this thing goes better. You could bookend them, you know. Uh, it, Ten years of those two guys across from each other, you'd take that for sure. You know, and I think, listen, Evan Neal is going to continue to develop. Andrew Thomas got off to a rough start and has really settled in to become a phenomenal left tackle in this league. So yeah. I like it. I give you that one. Yeah. You, you could argue he's been the best left tackle in the whole league this year. 
He's a definitely amongst them. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. Again, depending on where the Giants finish this season, maybe uh, an all-pro invite. Um, whatever that is. That. What are they going to play ping pong in Germany this year or whatever? <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I just do. I mean, now that the game's gone, I'm just going to tune into the dodgeball because that's usually fun. But uh, <laughs> all right. This giant of the year goes to Saquon Barkley. It, it was close. Uh, three votes separated uh, Saquon. And Daniel Jones. But, uh, I mean, just the ability to run the football this year has been the biggest thing. Like, last year, the real downward spiral of the Giants was when they were passing 40 times a game. And Saquon was only getting, like, seven or eight touches. Uh, Getting back to the run game, getting him the football. I mean, that's the reason the Giants are where they are right now. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, you know, I said before the season the Giants needed two things if they were going to be successful. Saquon Barkley was going to have to play like Saquon Barkley again, and he's playing like the Saquon we thought he he could and would be and was in his rookie season. And the second thing I said was Daniel Jones has to produce. He's doing it. It's why they're six and two. Anybody who's confused by the Giants six and two record is ignoring the fact that both of these guys are playing the way the Giants needed them to play for them to be successful. It's why they're successful. You don't, you don't get lucky at six and two in the NFL. You you don't. And anybody who thinks that is, is being an imbecile. You, you are, you, you, you can't luck in this, a, a six and two mark halfway through the season. That doesn't happen. No, I, I mean, yeah, the NFL is a hard place to play. You, you see all the upsets, like, even just six games, really, that's that's a pretty big accomplishment, especially for what the Giants have been the past couple of years. But, uh, yeah, there's still a lot of season left. And, uh, Joe, I want to do something fun before we move on to best bets. Is there – give me one of these awards that you think will have a different winner by season's end. Uh, the MVP. You don't think it will be Josh Allen by the end of no, the season? No, I don't. I think things will take an odd twist. And I don't think it'll be a quarterback that wins it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. We'll see that happen. I don't know. I think an offensive player, a different, a skills guy is going to do something phenomenal this year. And, 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 and is going to end up winning it. Well, I think, yeah. I think especially after last week, I think if the Eagles continue to stay number one, I think you probably got to go A.J. Brown over Jalen Hurts because, I mean, Jalen Hurts isn't throwing the ball that much. He's running it pretty well. But, and I mean, you also see the change. Of the, that's the big addition to why this team's been so good. Like, he's been – that's the addition. That's what's happened. But I think there's just something about the 17 games. The quarterbacks are still putting up about the same normal numbers that you expect. I think when you're looking, even last year on the offensive side with the extra game, a lot of guys said pretty big time numbers. And I think someone's going to just explode before yeah. the season's over. And we're going to see numbers where it's like, what? And it's going to end up being enough. It'll be close. And I think Josh Allen will be in the mix. No doubt about it. But 
they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, and I think that's about all he gets. Okay, I like that. All right, I think Tyreek Hill is on pace to like break all the records and that stuff. So I think that might be the guy or AJ Brown. Because I mean, you, no one likes Tua. No one likes Tua for some reason. Again, dude, look at Nick. Look where Nick Chubb is. He's 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 got almost nine hundred yards and ten touchdowns halfway through the season. That's wow. Yeah. Say he puts up twenty four touchdowns total, gets close to two thousand yards. I'm just saying, you know, there's or goes over it. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything that we are only halfway through the season. I, I like this. I like the Giants bye week landing at the halfway point. Get, get that nice, nice reset. It's a good time. Yeah. It's a good yeah. time to. It's a good time to kick back and and get it together and and, and reboot. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's end the show like we always do. Best bets. I know last week it was just you and Zay. Both went. Both lost, Joe. You picked the Giants. Zay picked the Steelers. I mean, that was a terrible pick by Zay. The Steelers. Um, but I wish Sean and Zay not being here that they did send me their picks. Zay going with the Jets. I think three of his four wins are the Jets. Plus two and a half home. I mean, plus 12 and a half home against the Bills. I'm not mad at that. Sean, Rams plus three. At the Bucks, I mean that the the Rams Bucks game that's crazy. Both these teams very not expected. Nothing. What's going on with them was expected coming out of the. Going I'm taking the, the Patriots. By the way, they're about to make their Super Bowl run here. You're taking the Patriots minus five and a half. Okay, you, you think they're going? Okay. With that being said, Joe, who do you think is going to lead the Patriots to the Super Bowl? What QB? Dude, Mac Jones looked great last weekend. Oh, yeah. You, you are a Mac guy. I'm a Mac guy. He uh, stepped right back in, dude. He looked really good. He, he completed a lot of his pass. He just looked really good. Uh, I think he put the zippity-zap thing to rest for now. Uh, and and uh, Draymond Stevens is a monster. I don't know why yeah. they don't just feed the ball to that guy 30 times and call it a day. Their defense is pretty good. Uh, the Colts are a team in flux, and I just don't think they're going to beat the Patriots in New England. Yeah, in New England, rookie, uh, Sam Ellinger isn't a rookie, but I mean, still a young quarterback against Belichick. He's a, he's a young buck. He's a young buck. He doesn't know what he's doing. This team already couldn't block for their veteran quarterback who did know how to play in the NFL. So I think, listen. Guy, guys with inexperience in the NFL and Bill Belichick, take a look at the numbers. Yeah. I, I don't see okay. Sam Ellinger breaking the string. Yeah. I, I, I like that one. That That's a good one. Joe, that, that, I think that's going to put you at five. That's going to lead. Yeah, that's going to lead all my parlays this weekend. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For me, I'm going. I'm doing it. I'm sticking with the overs, the unders. Forty-five and a half. Dolphins at the Bears. I think well, the Bears are obviously tanking. Trade away Roquan Smith. Um, I mean, they did add Chase Claypool, but that's nothing really. I think the only problem Bears you defense. could run into on this bet is if the Dolphins win forty-five nothing. 
Yeah, but uh, I, I think the Dolphin, the Dolphins, the, they're going to score points. That, the Dolphins that, are going to score 45 points in this game. I'm certain yeah. of that. The question is, is can the Bears score a half a point? <laughs> no. <laughs> they probably will. I like this. I actually really like this pick, Jace. Uh, I think this is going to be like a, like a 35 to 15 game. They're, they're going to put up 50, 55, 60 points. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, and really since the Giants loss, the Bears offense, I mean, it's still the Bears. It's it's not great, but they look a little bit more competent. They're calling de- designed runs for uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields has looked a lot better since the Giants game. I, I The offense has looked a little better, so I think they do at least a field goal, but I, I, I could honestly see the Dolphins hanging 49 on them or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, that's so. what I'm saying. I think I think just the Dolphins could cover this and you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only thing, November game in Chicago. I uh, is are they gonna let the ball fly as much? I yeah, I I, I think they got this. I think either way, I, I do think the Bears will be able to to move a little bit. And Dolphins also adding Bradley Chubb. That's gonna Yeah. The Dolphins are they're sneaky going to make a push here, I think. Like, I think come end of the year, they're going to be – we're going to be talking them, the Bills, the Chiefs, all at the top of that. Well, how nice is it, too, when you see. when you do figure out you've got your franchise guy? Yeah. A nice feeling that is. Yeah. Now we can fix all the other problems we have. Yeah, that's very, very true. But – uh, and, and also, like – a young franchise guy, like like I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he's on his rookie year deal. You don't got to worry about paying him. You don't got to worry about is he worth the fifth year option? Is he worth this? That? Do you want to franchise tag him? No, you just he's got to play for. He's just got to play for what he's got, and yeah, so they're in a good spot, Miami. Uh, yeah, and I, no one saw that happening. But uh, all right, that's gonna do it for today's show. That was a fun one. That I didn't even realize it was an hour. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you cut the fat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, guys. Oh, geez. Uh, Yeah. You know what this show needed? More me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. All right. That's going to do it. Hopefully, we aren't going to have a Giants game to talk about next week. So, we are going to have a preview. And, I, I just need the Giants to bounce back. I The thing is, is I, I'm still at the spot. Like, is this a new Giants team or is this going to just turn into the Joe Judge thing and lose like five straight? It's, that's still in the Do back you, of my head, yeah, Joe. Yeah, no, it's that's reasonable. <laughs> it's reasonable. And and listen, I think if you're a Giants fan, you, you have this game against Seattle. I think it's easy to feel like, oh, I knew this team wasn't that good. I, I really do. I'm telling you, it's a combination of this team's really beat up right now. And, and again, I'm trying to make excuses here, but Seattle's a really tough place to play, and they do pipe in artificial noise, which is such nonsense. Uh, and and it really makes it hard, especially when you have a lot of inexperienced guys. And as I said before, guys who probably shouldn't even have been playing uh, in an NFL game this weekend. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned that, but also Seattle, Seattle's 
a good team. They have guys like Ken- Kenneth Walker, great rookie. I- oh yeah, listen, they've got great talent uh, all around on that team. They got two of the, the, the you know better wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, it was a matter of do you have a guy that can throw it, and you know. Not for nothing, man. Geno Smith doesn't really ever get any kind of respect, and and he's certainly um, proven a lot of people wrong. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, who knows? Me, I I don't want to say this. Would you have kept Geno Smith if you were the Giants? Would that no. have been a better play? No. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't the right guy for the Giants. I don't know. Maybe. Something to think about, Joe. Something to think about. Definitely something to think about. I think about Philip Rivers every day in my life and what that might have been like. Uh, hey, no, nah, Philip Rivers wouldn't have won two Super Bowls. You don't know that. Somebody told me that they think the Giants would have won four Super Bowls if Philip Rivers would have been the quarterback. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, you know, who knows? We'll never know. Yeah. It's it's what if games are always fun. Of course always they fun. are. You know, yeah. I always say too, I'm like, dude, not for nothing, but maybe, maybe Phillip Rivers would not have played well in New York. And maybe not in New York, maybe Eli Manning would have become the better Manning brother when all who knows? But yeah. it is what it is, and you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean there's a lot of correl- correlating factors that go into to everything. Good word. Yeah. Good word. Thank you. But uh, all right. Someone's been reading a dictionary. That I, that I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In my free time, just go through, pick a letter. Oh, <laughs> what, what words are we going to learn today? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I love all right. That. All right. Big shout out to Annie Mac Home Mortgage and Optivia for sponsoring today's episode. Also, make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for more information about this podcast and a bunch of other great podcasts as well. Joe, you mentioned uh, Sports Talk with R&J. They're also clovercrestmedia.com. They did their show earlier today recapping the NFL trade deadline and all the NFL, so make sure you check that out. Tonight, 9.30, all four downs with me and Ovi Moniz. Don't don't miss it. It's gonna be a good one. I got yeah. some people I'll be burning before the night is out. Yeah. College football playoff ranking just came out. Yeah, that should be a good one. Yeah, they set it up perfectly to keep TCU right out of that top four. Yes, sir. It's laid out perfect too. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but uh all right, we could see three one loss SEC teams end up going in. That'd yeah, crazy. would not surprise me. Would not at all. But uh, all right, that's going to do it for John about the G-Men. We'll be back next week, preview that game against the Texans, give you a lot more football to talk about as well. For myself, Big Jace, and Joe Aguirre, take care. We'll see you next time. Giants with pressure. Smith steps away from the first, but he cannot get away from Micah McFadden. First down from the two, Smith quick toss to Lockett, and Lockett tossed down oh, by Larry out. Jackson, and the ball is out as oh, Giants football. Two extra linemen in for the Giants. The give is to Barkley, and he's into the end zone for a New York touchdown. Pressure coming, and a blast from Xavier McKinney. 
Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.